This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your home life cameras on your TV with your contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash this is home. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. If you desire to intimately connect with yourself, your significant other, children, family, friends, community, and your higher power, this show is for you. Thus, we explore intimate topics, inspiring life stories, spirituality, and insightful tips on strengthening relationships. This show is hosted by Dr. April and her co-host, Dr. Kelly. Now let's get this episode of the Bringing Intimacy Back Show started because we share with you the secret power to intimacy to create a life you love or love the life you create. Now here's your host, Dr. April and co-host, Dr. Kelly. Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back Show, where intimacy is real. Welcome, Dr. Kelly. How are you doing? I'm doing well after I got my afternoon nap because I was up (laughs) at four, as you know. Yes, 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 yes. She was up at four, um, informing us a lot about intimacy on Clubhouse. For two hours. Oh, my God. When you wake up at 4 a.m. Yes. (laughs) It was really a lot of fun. We have Clubhouse uh, on Fridays. Eastern Standard Time at 7.30. Yes, yes. And I look forward to that for tomorrow. Yes. So before we get started, I want to tell everyone about um, bringing intimacy back bonus content. So if you really like what Dr. Kelly and I provide and and you want to bring thoughts in and you want more um, informative people and different insights and some bonus content, please subscribe to our Patreon. We have a Patreon and it's very informative and you just go to patreon.com slash VIB podcast. But also we have something new. So right on this BBS radio station here, we also have a membership program that you can join. So you just go to bbsradio.com slash talk show and stroll down to bring an intimacy back and join as a member. And we would love that, you know? Um, You know, this month we have been really highlighting mental health because this is mental health awareness amount, which is very, very important. And one of the um, charities that I really have enjoyed, I don't know if you've used this charity a lot um, over the years, is the Mental Health America. Have you used it, Dr. Kelly? I have once or twice, yes, for some resources. They have a lot of resources available. Yes, yes, they have a lot of different resources. And on Mental Health America, you can go in there and like be like, I'm not sure what kind of symptoms I have. Or if I'm anxious, depressed, they have a little thing that you need to fill out. So think about um, going onto their website, but also it's our charity of the month. It's a great thing to donate to. So definitely check that out. The other thing that I want to tell you guys about is that I also um, this month released a new book called Improving Intimacy. So I'm so excited about it. Um, please think about getting that book. It's on Amazon and um, check it out and just let me know what you think. So today um, we're also talking about intimacy um, with an expert and um, today's topic is five characteristics of a stimulating relationship. Wow. (laughs) Yes. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yes, yes. So today we have our sexologist. She's a certified sexologist. Her name is Kenya, Coach K um, Ford. And I actually met her in in Clubhouse. Welcome, Coach K. 
Is that where you Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Coach K. Okay. So um, besides being a coach and a certified sexologist, you know how many children she has? One, two, three, four, five. Wow. I mean, it's busy. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. had a stimulating relationship. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and also she has multiple businesses too. Can you imagine that? Anything multiple is good. What? I can't wait to hear more about them. Yes, yes, yes. And her topic on her website is love and intimacy one-on-one. A one, was it one zero one, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And she really does help. And also, I think you help people. Um, she's an HR experience. So she loves to also coach about business and stuff. So welcome. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm a busy beaver with those five children and umpteen businesses. And with the uh, all of it just comes back to I love helping others. When I see other people thrive and grow, I get filled. So I love yeah. it all. Yes. So I'm curious because um, um, as a sexologist and even as um, a sex therapist myself, many times people don't so much focus on intimacy but you do, and it's actually in your website, you know, Love and Intimacy 101. So what do you define intimacy as? So for me, intimacy is, it's more of a, a, a feeling of actions. It's the holding the hand, just out of not even consciously doing it, just some kind of way you connected your hand with your partner's hand or when you lay your head on your partner's chest and you're just listening to that heartbeat and then your heartbeat becomes one. So all of that becomes that, um, you know, that, that subtle talk in the evening of even if it's just how was your day and just allowing yourself and your partner to unload. Those are those intimate little trinkle moments to me. That's what it all looks like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And why, what made you decide to focus on that as part of your brand? The biggest reason is when, when I meet people, um, I even had people send me messages on, you know, Instagram, they see sexologists and it's like, oh, you're going to teach me how to have sex. And it's like, no, most people know how to put one thing into this thing or rub two things together. You know, most people know the physical act. Right. And there are not a lot of people that actually focus on everything that goes around it, the emotion, the the necessity, <laughs> the yeah. education. And so I wanted to step away from what you can see on TV, music videos. Exactly. And I wanted to put the educational piece on. Let's learn the before. Because once you hit that physical act, the after is go to sleep or go home. So right. I, wanted yeah. to, <laughs> I wanted to throw that 101, which is back to the basics. Mm-hmm. What are and your basics? The uh, basics. Some of them. Some of the basics um, to me is conversation, communication, um, enjoyment of self. Um, just genuine happiness of self so that you can exude that to someone else. It's the just sit beside me and 
watch this TV show, you know, from, from my husband, he had never seen school days before. So I was like, oh my gosh, that is awesome. I bought the movie for $2.99 and we watched something that made me feel good from childhood. Now he enjoys it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sharing those, like you said, those intimate moments of laughter and, and other things. Um, sometimes people just think it's just, like you say, the act, but it's so much more. Yes, so many absolutely. different ones. Yes, yes. One of the things that um, I want to talk about, and you just mentioned it's the self. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So you have a um, program that's called Own Your Itish. It's a boot camp. Yes, Own Your Itish is, uh, is a boot camp that I designed that I thought about myself and okay. the guy that I needed when I was. 18 and I became a mother and then 19 going on 20 and I became a mother of two. And so when you're going from a adolescent to a teen to mom, you never got to learn the piece of womanhood, who I was, who I was supposed to be. What did I like? What did I not like? And so when I thought of this boot camp and I put it together, it was going back to the basics of learning me getting in tune with me being okay putting a protective shield around me so that I can truly own not just my mind but my body before I start sharing it again with anyone else I like that you know um I just kind of had this visual of people in their early sexuality having to rush everything because they have to hide it you know what I'm saying like, hey, mom and dad are coming home or, you know, whatever, wherever, you know, prom's going to be over. <laughs> right. But um, where people have to kind of rush it. And so when you get into an intimate relationship with a partner or a spouse or someone where you don't have to rush it and you can have those conversations and really enjoy yourself. It's when you're older. And I kind of had that visual when you were talking about this is a relationship. Yep. And, and that is the piece that it, it, start, it starts, I think, in today's society, it's just missing. It's, I'm 20, I'm expected to get married, let me go find somebody to marry, and then we'll figure out all of those other pieces later. And then when later shows up, it shows up as a divorce. So mm-hmm. it's like, let's start to get back to the basics of learning ourselves, understanding ourselves, so that we can exude what we want to attract. Mm, I like that. Right. Do you feel like um, since you're a mother, you know, five children and um, I guess some teenagers that um, parents are not teaching their children about knowing themselves? And the importance oh, absolutely. Of that? And honestly, it's um, it, it's come down to a lot of parents. They don't know. We don't know what we don't know sometimes. Right. Right. Exactly. And so you have this, these three, three, I'm thinking about my three girls and two boys. So you have these little people around you right? <laughs> and you know, to tell them, don't run out in front of this, you know, in the street, in front of a car, don't touch the stove when it's hot, but you're not saying if you feel like you're attracted to your best friend in school, let's talk about it. It's okay. She's the girl. Maybe you don't understand the friendship versus real. Let's talk. Let's communicate about it. Right. Oh, so you're starting to feel these butterflies in your belly. Every time you go and play with Johnny on the playground, you know, you're 13 now. We should have been talking about some of those things, but let's talk about it. Right. Um, what do you like? What does it feel like? 
what what does it smell like when you're there? Because we have to understand that all five of our senses come into play when we're in that realm of love and sex and sexuality. Um, when you touch them, does it tingle? Do you your hands start sweating? So, yeah, we have to get back into asking the questions and allowing our children to verbalize it because when they verbalize it, it comes back around into their actual ears and then goes back into their brain like, hmm, you know, when I say it like that, maybe I am feeling X, Y, and Z. So we have to be able to do that. And that comes with educating our parents because there are not many, you know, I'm 42. And so my mom grew up in the era of you don't talk about those things. Mm-hmm. You just kind of, it. you figure it, it, it out. Right. Right. <laughs> and so I didn't want that going forward. I still have a sister. She's 45. She will not talk about sex at all. Mm. And well, I we want to have her on the show. <laughs> I, I, hey, I would love to get her on here so we can, because my thing is you're okay with sharing your body physically with someone, but you won't have a conversation with them about it. Right. So you value your body over your mind or you don't understand how to value it all as one whole person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it affects many marriages. I mean, I saw even on your website that you also get clients or couples where the woman um, is not enjoying sex. She sees it as a chore, mm-hmm. you know, that I have to do this. Um, the husband's upset. He's not getting his um, needs met. Um, maybe he's even saying things that, um, are hurtful in the day and then expecting something at night, you know. <laughs> I've seen it all play out. I'm actively watching this happen, um, like as we speak. And the majority of the clients that are couples, it's the man that reaches out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when he does, it's, I want to have more sex. Exactly. Yes. And I was like, gotcha. Great. Come on in. And so <laughs> once he comes in thinking, yeah, he's, she's going to make my partner have more sex with me. And we start talking, well, how are you speaking to your wife? Mm-hmm. What, what does the day look like? Do you only speak to her at 9 PM after showers are taken? What does all of that look like? And then it's like, Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> Oh, yes. It, it uh, starts throughout the whole day. It's that rapport, the relationship. Yes. Yes. And um, even I know we just talked about the girls, but sometimes I, I, we are not teaching our boys this either. I feel honestly, sometimes I feel bad for our boys because they are truly left to fend and figure it out for themselves. And then we grow up and we expect these boys to be men and love us and take care of us and caress us. When, when he was five years old and he picked up a Barbie doll, dad smacked it out of his hand and said, don't do that. Right. Well, if he's picking up a Barbie doll and he's tenderly playing with it, or he's, you know, being emotional with it, that's setting the tone for later when he may be looking at a wife who's going mm-hmm. to look, you know, someone like, this Barbie doll is going to have the hair, it's going to have the breast, going to have the butt, and he can tenderly treat his partner. But that's just, that's, we, we leave our boys to, hey, go, go outside, you know, fall a couple times. Oh, you like that girl? Way to go. Here's a condom. And then that's it. Right. 
I heard somebody say that uh, we we plan our weddings, but not our marriages. Oh gosh, yes. And so I think that we really have stopped doing premarital counseling. And also there's so much uh, disarray in different school systems and different places over, you know, safe sex and all of the things. It seems to be so much more political than even about educating uh, the youth. And so where are, what are they left to? They're left to their conversation with, with their friends, something from a magazine or locker room talk. Yep. Parents must address this. Absolutely. I'm all for it because the internet is, ooh, doctor. Dr. Google is terrible. I tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to take a small break, but when we come back, we're going to actually dig deep into the five characteristics of a stimulating relationship. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can get all your favorite sports, movies, and shows together. So you can watch new episodes of your favorite reality shows live or binge old episodes on demand. Either way, get ready for some drama. And the best part? DirecTV Stream has no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. Be back in a moment. Are you wanting a vacation in paradise? A vacation to rekindle the passion. A vacation without the kids. A vacation where you can learn how to communicate where you and your partner actually hear each other and gain insight. If so, Vacation Counseling is your next vacation. Dr. April Brown has created Vacation Counseling in Southwest Florida as a perfect option for you and your partner. Our retreats are one couple at a time. We have a variety of packages available to choose from, including virtual couples retreats. If you and your partner are interested in the Vacation Counseling, Please visit us at vacationcounseling.com for more information on pricing and packages. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. To keep track of the latest news, stories, activities, or coupons on Vacation Counseling and Dr. April's other services, we encourage you to sign up to receive a monthly newsletter called Intimate Connections at draprilbrown.com. Remember, if you and your partner are struggling with communication and intimacy, and you all are looking for a retreat to connect, Vacation Counseling can be your next vacation in Southwest Florida. Welcome back to the Bring It Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. And today we have Dr. Coach, Coach K, and she is here to talk to us about the five stimulating characteristics of five characteristics of a stimulating relationship. So, Coach K, what is number one, the first characteristic of a stimulating relationship? Number one, probably the most important one, is learning yourself mm. until you truly know yourself you don't know what sparks you you don't know what excites you and there's no way that you can pretend to figure out what someone else may want Um, so you're always searching for something if you don't learn yourself first so that's more than just knowing that you know I like um, tall men or I like you know men that are built or athletics you know or whatever, I like females. It's more than that? 
It is. It's knowing what triggers you, what makes you happy, what makes you sad. What foods do you like? What's your favorite color? What body part do you touch and you stimulate yourself the most? It's truly knowing everything about you. Do you hate to hear someone screech on a chalkboard? You know, right? <laughs> it's knowing yourself inside and out. Yeah, that's yes. what intimacy is. Into me, you see, is how I like we, that. We heard somebody define it, and so yeah, knowing yourself that means you're going to take the risk and let somebody in there if uh, you learn yourself and what sparks your interest and excites you. I I like that. I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah, and I think knowing yourself also helps um, in relationships because sometimes people feel like, oh, I'm so I wasn't satisfied, or you know, my partner didn't do this. But your partner can't guess what you really like. You know what I'm saying? So it's really, yes, yes. And when do you start to try to figure out knowing yourself? When does that start? That starts when you are probably five years old. <laughs> that's that's an ongoing process. But honestly, um, before you really get into that committed relationship, even in that dating phase, I would say before you start to, if you're going to seriously date before right. that, at minimum one year, spend it just focusing on yourself. Take yourself to movies, take yourself to dinner, just drive out to the beach and walk with yourself, cook something that you like at home for yourself, bathe yourself, just, we should be bathing ourselves anyway, but <laughs> just... <laughs> Do all of those things for a solid year for yourself. Then you can start to date. And you know your standards. You know at that point what you do and do not like. So that when you meet this person and they're not meeting your standard, it's not, well, I'm just going to go along with this because their teeth are beautiful. It's, you know what? I know that I don't see a future in this because no matter how many times we discuss this thing, this is where you are. So I'm not going to waste your time or mine. Maybe let's just be friends. So we can kind of nip those things in the bud earlier versus just dragging it on. And then you, you start to lose who you are so that you can conform to someone else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I was thinking. Um, when people um, compromise on their standards, they lose themselves. Yes, indeed. Why do you think it's so, Coach K, why do you think it's so difficult for people to go to a movie by themselves or out to dinner by themselves? Oh, so worried about what someone else thinks. You know, if if you're sitting out at um, a restaurant with your friends and you see that one person over there by themselves immediately in your head, oh, they're lonely. Nobody wants them. Versus mm-hmm. they're confident, they're having fun, and they are enjoying themselves. You know, it's what society has placed in our heads, because honestly, let's be real. Everybody's end goal is not to be with someone in a committed relationship or marriage. That's just the bottom line. Right, exactly. But every TV show, every cartoon as little people, it's always leading to that fairy tale wedding and the three and a half little kids and the dog when sometimes you want, you just want to be Cruella DeVille and just live your best life and just do live on your terms. 
I can't even tell you how many times people ask me when they say, are you married? And I say, no. And they say, do you want to be? Or like they have this look like, oh, you're so lonely. I think nothing is worse than being lonely within a relationship. So I am less lonely than most people, even though I live alone. That's right. And, and when, once people understand the difference between being alone and lonely, then they'll mm-hmm. stop asking those crazy questions. Because as long as you are filled with yourself and love yourself, you can never be lonely. Right. <laughs> because you, you have the best partner in the whole wide world right there with you always. Yes, exactly. So what's number two? What's number two? Number two is learning your and your partner's love language. Mm. That is going to be, and within that, of course, within that is communication. Um, Can you educate our audience again about love language? Yes. So there are a standard of five love languages. And I will tell you, I'll probably mess some of these up. Don't quote me because... I wasn't smart enough to write this one down, Um, but it's um, acts, acts of service, acts of kindness, physical touch. And there's two that have spaced my mind, honestly. Quality time. Quality time. Yes. And words of, and words of affirmation. And words of, thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Gifts. Yes. Yes. So understanding and knowing each other's love language is in, and that comes with communication of more than just verbal, but mm. especially with what you see and especially with what you feel. If you know that when you're laying on your partner's chest and this certain commercial comes on about these dirt bikes, his heart starts to race. Well, guess what? He probably is into dirt bikes. So what might I do in a couple years? I may surprise you with a dirt bike. Or I might just go dirt bike riding with you because if he doesn't really like gifts, but he loves quality time, then we can go do something quality time together. Um, I have, I, I took a picture of this recycling, <laughs> this recycling trash can thing that I bought. And it was, my gift to my husband, because for whatever reason, he is dead set on saying, I'm getting us to heaven because I keep on recycling. I was like, okay, babe, you're, you're the recycle king, whatever. Yes. <laughs> but he used to take and put all the recycling on the table until he had time to take it out. So I went on Amazon. I bought a recycling trash can. When he came home, I was like, ta-da. And he was just like excited, you know? But I know by communicating and, and listening, I know what he enjoys. I know what he loves. I know what will excite him. And it's not always, hey, take your pants down unless sneak in the bathroom. It's something as simple as a recycling trash can that was like 15 bucks on Amazon. So that is a huge, it stimulates, it makes you... It puts you so further into your partner and puts them so further into you because someone's paying attention to you. And that shows that you care because marriage and relationships are more than love. It takes way more than just love. Right. It takes work. <laughs> yes. 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 But enjoyable work. But like you said, being aware. Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah, definitely. Yes. So number three. Number three, which is a fun one, is exploration. Ooh. Lewis and Clark. <laughs> yes. You want to be okay with exploring new realms, um, not just in the bedroom, but in the mental space, you know, just being open to versus the always, no, no, I don't do that. That's not how I grew up. My mama said, that's nasty. No, we don't do this. Being open to just exploring. And if you're not ready to do exactly what it is that's being asked, what is the compromise? What is the halfway point? Right. Let's explore an alteration of the exploration if we need to. You know, if if you see that this creature crawling on the ground and it looks scary and you've always been afraid of insects, but your partner is like, hey, let's go look and explore this bug. Something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. okay I'll go with you I'm going to stand behind you you can touch it in case it flies up but I'm going to walk <laughs> with you over to explore that thing so exploration of life with your partner like have a childhood have a childhood like interest and curiosity and to keep that alive within a relationship is what I yes. kind of hear you saying like that is it, it. Hear you it may take you like hey I'm going to step back in case it flies up at me but I'll trust you let's look at it yes that is it because as children we stayed happy someone can give us a paper bag and we would just play with that thing all day long do different things with it So yes, bringing that innocence back into that relationship, it will spark things and keeps it stimulating. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like Dr. Kelly mentioned, you just talked about childhood and exploring. Um, I know it's a little bit off topic, but how do we, because you have, you know, a number of children, how do, as parents, we encourage our children to explore? Because I've noticed that sometimes parents become overprotective and they don't let their kids explore. And then you have these anxious children, you know? Yes, yes, who don't explore, which later on affects in relationship too. Mm-hmm. But finding someone, it's that part of um, exploring. I am a open question, open-ended question, mommy. Okay. And so there is really nothing that my children are not uh, open to asking me because usually if they're asking I'm going to turn it back around and say well you tell me what do you think right because I want to hear it from you before I give my answer because my answer will transform what you thought right exactly and so that always keeps all of our children just always thinking they will still come to me but they still want that well tell me what you think in that situation well let's sit back and let's watch what's happening here mm-hmm. tell me what you see and I, I, and I'm just so open with everything as they are and sometimes my college kid shares too much <laughs> and especially for my husband's good he's like I didn't want to know that <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that keeping that open um, and letting them know that you coming to us to ask a question or letting us know that you're ready to get into this situation is way better than I get a phone call later of you being hurt, broken hearted, something happened, 
um, someone gave you the wrong information. So that's how I, I feel like if parents are more open to asking and then sitting back and listening, Mm-hmm. then they will build a bridge, a two-way bridge with those children that no matter what comes up or what I see, like my nine-year-old, the little Nas X video, mm-hmm. he was like, hey, mom, look at this. And I was like, cool, what do you think about the video? And he was right. like, I think it's pretty cool, but why does he have on? I forgot what he had on. I was like, I don't know, that's just what he wanted to wear, but it's an expression video, and this is what I think it means. And he told me what he thought it means, and then that was it. Right. He doesn't talk about it anymore. It was exciting for the moment. But when you your child comes to you with that video and you're like, oh my gosh, turn it off. You don't need to right. see that. The first thing they're going to do is find their phone and be like, ooh, let's see. Let what me this go and meant. look at Yeah, that's my curiosity. Yes. Or what if they walk in on you having sex and you're like, we'll be right with you instead of like, you know, I mean, not, not keep at it. <laughs> but yeah, what do you door. What do you do when the children walk in on you and you're, you know, having sexual intimacy or do you guys just have a lock on the door and that's never happened to you ever? No, it has. And what we have done is we'll just lay there and say, hey, can we help you? Do you need something? No. What did we tell you about opening the door when it's closed? Don't open it. Okay. Go ahead and close the door back and I'll be up there in just a moment. Okay. It's no excitement. It's no, you did something bad. Right. It's. We just, you, you, luckily we were under the covers at the time, but if not, there's always a way around. You just got to lay down like, the, what is it, like those armadillos. You just lay down. It's kind of like when a baby falls and, you know, and you're like, if you run to them and they're like, oh my gosh, how you respond is how they'll respond. Oh, look at you. You know, you're a big boy, you know, good for you. How's that? And you defer or deflect the attention away from it. So how you respond really will help impact how they react and think about it mm-hmm. absolutely which includes how we shame children uh regarding their body image or you know there's yes nakedness yes I, we absolutely the shame that is placed around um sex and sexuality is scary and it it just suppresses what a child could grow in their mind like for me i don't mind walking around um and bra and panties, just like having a bathing suit on. I wouldn't go full commando in the house because I don't want to scare any of the children. But <laughs> what I know is they're never going to be curious about what does a female body look like because mommy has walked them around. So I know that girls must have something with bumps inside of a bra and something, you know. And my nine-year-old, he has no qualms about saying, mom, what's this on my private area? I'm like, I don't know. Is it a tick? Does it hurt? No, it doesn't hurt. Okay, well, let's put some alcohol or some peroxide on it. Don't touch it anymore. Leave it alone. So I love that openness about the body. That it, and that's another way of exploration. Mm -hmm. My children have no problem with their body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some people have problems, um, like they never want their partner to see their body, or they're even afraid to even look at their body themselves yeah yes 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 and that is something going back to the whole shaming aspect that's why sometimes I I remember back in my practice in Pennsylvania if I had somebody with body dysmorphia their homework assignment was to vacuum naked I love that yep I'd say just vacuum naked this week you know shut the shades and the doors or whatever but I need you to become acquainted with this 
temple of yours and mm-hmm. realize that, you know, it is not, you know, just overcome that. And they thought it was the weirdest, um, but uh, it was just one of those things to say, let's break this ice. Yeah, know? it works. Cause like, okay, I have to walk rather do that or have vacuum. sex with the lights on. Right. <laughs> I say sex with the lights on at least like go vacuum naked and let's get used to this body. Cause it ain't going anywhere. That's exactly. Right. You only have one body. Yes, definitely. So what's number four? Number four is spontaneity. Ooh. And so that's a little bit different than exploration in that it could be you guys are just driving down the streets. You just picked up your partner from work and it is Friday and you say, you know what? I, I'm going to call my mom to go take care of the kids. We're going to drive to New York for the weekend. Wow. Those yeah. type of spontaneous, just, just because moments. Yeah. I went and bought some new fish for the house. Okay. Just because. <laughs> yes. And the great thing that you just said is going, taking um, you and your partner, your husband out and doing a date. And many couples that I hear, they're like, I can't leave my children alone. I don't know how. Yeah. Whether they're five, whether they're 15. Yeah, they feel guilty. Even if it's just as a mom, you go and you go out to dinner by yourself (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day, they feel guilty. Yes, yeah. So what advice do you give to, it's mostly the moms. I've never really had a dad who felt guilty. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, I am so far opposite of that guilt factor. Um, And of course, that's all the work that I've put in and, you know, a purpose of my boot camp. I am so perfectly okay with just doing me it, because, and for every mom that has that guilt gene stuffed down inside them, I want you to hear this. The more you do for yourself, the better you are for everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Because if you're able to relax, enjoy, leave your cares away for a while, when you walk into your domain and the children see, feel, and smell your happiness, they absorb that in and they're happy and they're at peace. Right. When your partner can feel how relaxed you are versus how tense you were last week, mm-hmm. he is now at peace. Even though he may even think, I made her happy. That's fine. He can think whatever <laughs> he wants. <laughs> I did it. I'm powerless. Yes. <laughs> I gave her a hug and she just relaxed. <laughs> but it, it's it's you it's understanding the difference of where selfish is perfectly okay because you're doing this so that you can be the better for your environment. Because when you're tense and here's one thing I'll say to parents: your children don't need you as much as you think they do. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Let me say that. Yes. Even the three-year-old, they got it. If they don't, they will let you know. Leave those children alone. Mm -hmm. Let them play. Let them sleep. Let them even fall down every once in a while. Is it broken? Are you bleeding? You didn't die? Okay, go back out and finish playing. Right. We put our anxiety on our children and we stifle them. Mm-hmm. So leave them boogers at home. Let me tell you, when we go to different places, my husband will say, 
Well, what about the kids? Well, what about them? They know how to fix breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My mom is around the corner. There's a dog there to bark if someone comes by the house. I'm fine to go. Are you going to go with me or not? Okay, (laughs) let's go. (laughs) And it also teaches, um, because I have a child of my own, um, how for them to be okay being alone with themselves. Yes. You know, and not always being entertained. But if you've never left your kid alone, they won't. Yes, yes. So it's important for them to also learn how to be entertained. Absolutely. That's a necessity. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, we're going to hear the fifth characteristics of a stimulating relationship. We'll be back in a moment. If you are listening to this commercial, you have a pulse. If you have a pulse, you have stress. You may need a therapist. How do you find a therapist? Oh, you go to your phone book. Wait, what's that? Go to the World Wide Web. You type in therapist near me. And then you find a list of acronyms. LMHC, LPC, NCC. (sighs) How on earth do I understand this and navigate this? Go to drkellyboucher.com. Dr. Kelly specializes in helping people that struggle with anxiety, stress, burnout, grief, depression, compassion, fatigue, sleep issues, body image issues. You can have help today. DrKellyBoucher.com Welcome back to the Bringing Intimacy Show, where intimacy is real. We have been talking with Coach K about the five characteristics of a stimulating relationship. Yes, and um, I, I think we should review the first four and then state the five. Yes. Yes, so the first four were learning yourself. The next one was learning your and your partner's love language eight with communication, being attached. Then we had, excuse me, spontaneity. And then exploration. Yes, awesome. Yes, and with these, and she was talking about how um, this, the exploring, the exploration, how that's so great, not only for the relationship, but it also helps create a balanced family lifestyle, which is important for many, many couples that are married. Yes, because there's child-dominant homes, and that, what does that do? It devours the intimacy between the the parents, the couples, because anytime there's a child-dominant home, and I do not get that idea that that's how your home runs, Coach K, it is, it's boring. You go to visit them, and they're like, we sit around just watching the children. Oh, look at me, look at me, we're doing this. Wait a minute, there's more to this. This is a family relationship. You know, you get the idea. Do you agree with that? Or am I just a single woman not wanting to watch kids run around the living room and say, look at me? Tell me. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I told this young lady who she runs a nonprofit business. And when we get on a call, um, I had to tell her, you know, sometimes, you know, everyone doesn't want to hear the kids. And then I was like, I'm someone, I, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, sometimes the kids, you just, you want to be away from, you want an adult time. 
like you said, your children don't need you as much as you think they do. That's not to say that you're not needed. It's that give them a little bit of autonomy and let them grow and have a little independence and come back to them. That's right. I like Definitely. it. Yes. So so we're all excited to hear about the last one. So the last one is date yourself. Mm. And while some people might say, well, isn't that the same thing as learn yourself? It's not. Mm-hmm. Date yourself means that you truly take yourself places alone. You grab even that alone time. Even, even if you're in a relationship? Especially if you're in a relationship. <laughs> because what happens is we forget that we are two individual people that came together to form a union. And so when you hear people say, you know, a marriage is 50-50, well, that marriage is probably in trouble because it should be 100-100. Exactly. You should be a whole person and that person's a whole person, which means that you guys go do separate things. Go date yourself because when you come back home, you might have learned something new. You may have seen something triggering. You may have seen something that excited you. Go to the strip club. Come back home. Babe, I just saw this girl. She did this thing. Watch this. And he's going to be like, well, when's the next time you go back on your date by yourself? You go- <laughs> Or if he goes out with the fellas and they, you know, brood it up at the football game and they're right. drinking and, you know, eating peanuts. And then he comes back home and all he wants to do is fall into your arms because he's over being with his friends. Now he longs to be with you. That is going to stimulate that relationship because you all have done some individual things. You dated yourself. Right. So that when you come back, you have appreciated each other because you weren't there together. Right. And that also will help. There are some people, and I'm glad you even mentioned like strip club or going to play, yeah, watch a game or whatever. There's some um, people who get very jealous when their partner goes and does something with other people or goes somewhere where they shouldn't. Because in reality, like you said, um, especially to create fire and passion, you need air. Yes. Yes, in a relationship, which means you need to do your own thing. So, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know when people get all jealous about all that kind of stuff. Well, they, they, for some people, it's like if they feel like, you know, that they are not doing that for their husband or their spouse and saying, why would you have to rely on somebody else? And Uh, to be stimulated and am I not doing this for you and it just boils down to the marriage relationship and the partner relationship and what their uh, same values are and what they what they communicate to one another and that goes right back to money too but I understand that Dr. April I know what you're saying because some people do become jealous of it and other people are like they have open relationships and it's just you need your to get part- those yeah, your partner cannot be everything to you. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm huge on, I did a room and I spoke on that. When you walk into a relationship, it should be with everything that you need and you should only be there to express your wants. 
And then you allow your partner to formulate those wants back to you the way that they're able to. Because when you're full of everything you need, there's little room for disappointment. There's little room for you to blame. Well, you didn't do this or you made me. Give them your wants. Your wants will eventually become their needs because they want to make you feel the best. So it becomes a part of their needs list without you walking in needing it. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to a woman who uh, is upset when her husband comes home after going to some place like Hooters or Twin Peaks and wants to have sex with her and she says, nope, or she feels jealous? What would you say to her? What advice would you give this, this woman? The advice that I would give her is I think the two of you truly need to seek a third party counsel and find out the deeper root of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if there is a a hint of jealousy because, you know, your partner went out to a place like that, then there's something bigger than this one situation that's happening where he may have made her feel insecure at some point or Mm -hmm. she walked into it a little insecure didn't speak on it, hid it for all of these years. Mm. And now it's turned into, well, you want everyone else except for me. Right. And um, so it's great advice. That's great advice. (laughs) And and then some people come into a relationship uh, as the second or the third spouse. Yes. And so they may be paying for that other person. So they communicate to one another and then find that mediator or professional counselor should they not be able to agree so that they can fight for the relationship? I like your style, Coach K. I really do. I like Thank it. you. Yes. I like all of this. I can tell you that. <laughs> I, I love it all. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm glad we mentioned um, insecurities because that really impacts relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And, that comes back to communication. And like you mentioned earlier, having that pre-marital coaching or counseling is necessary. The conversations that we don't have in the first six months of meeting someone shows up five years later as the worst argument mm. simply because one conversation of don't throw your clothes in the floor didn't happen. <laughs> right. Or they spend too much time getting to know one another's bodies and not getting to know one another. So you, cause you know what? Anybody can have sex, you know, animals mm-hmm. do it, but so getting to know the person and how they respond and what they enjoy and not just their body. So that's Absolutely. what I really heard you and your five, you know, five characteristics, every stimulating relationship must have all five of those have to do with getting to know the individual and getting to know yourself. It's pretty fabulous stuff. Yes, thank you, thank you. So Coach K, um, if anyone's out there and they're listening and they want to connect with you, how can they find you? Absolutely. Um, You can learn more about myself at my website, which is loveandintimacy101.com. The boot camp that we mentioned earlier is at ownyourishsis.com. I'm always open to phone call and text. I always give my number out. If you need to um, set up an appointment or a consultation, it's 804-967-4551. Or you can 
shoot me an email at info at love and intimacy 101.com. All social media is coach K that's K A Y spelled out one zero one. Yes. And you are on clubhouse Tuesdays, which I need to join one of these days. Tuesday at what time? Eastern Tuesday, Tuesdays at seven 30 PM Eastern standard, uh, Eastern Standard Time. It's called Sex and Relationship Chat. Different topic every week. <laughs> Excellent. And Coach K, not to just like uh, hijack you, but on Friday mornings, Eastern Standard Time, if you can join, I'd love to have you as moderator. I'm sure Dr. April would agree. Yes. Um, absolutely. What I'll, time? Ping, we'll ping you in the room. It's 30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think yes, a lot definitely. you offer an awful lot for our listeners. Yeah, definitely. And it's only for an hour. Don't think we keep you there. And you can come for any part of it. Now, as we begin to wrap up, I want to just tell people that next week we have Colin Mockery. And I couldn't be more excited about this. If you're familiar with Whose Line Is It Anyways, you remember uh, Colin Mockery. And next week, he'll be talking about emotional connections with the transgender child. Then June 3rd, we have Ashley Cobb, sex influencer and educator. Melody Ann Streeter, June 10th, and Dominie Drew on June 17th. We have a lot coming up. And then finally, I do want to say that we have other updates on the show uh, that we want to remind you of regarding BBC, the BBS membership. You can follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of the BIB community, then request to join us on Bringing Intimacy Back Facebook group and our page. Follow our Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. You get the idea. And most of all, join our Patreon because then you get an opportunity to have an after the show look because we are getting together. Dr. April and I are going to get together and we're going to talk about these five stimulating characteristics and some of those things that we talked about that we couldn't go deeper in in the time that we had with you, Coach K. That's always a fun thing. Like yeah. The deeper dive is always where it is. So you guys make sure you get on that page. <laughs> I took notes. I took notes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. And Coach K, you're welcome anytime. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you so much. That ebook on those five stimulating characteristics is coming out soon as well. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Thank you. This has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.